I'm Allie Riley, and you're watching 110 Football. Hi everyone and welcome to another Angels Wear Boots. I'm Amanda Philemon. Megan Reyes was at yet another wedding this weekend and if you watched last week's episode, well you'll understand why we all hope that she didn't have to be helped out of the reception in a wheelchair yet again. But Megan's not here to defend herself so let's get to why you're all here to talk Angel City. And here to help is of course three amazing co-hosts. We're going to start off with the titan of tactics herself, Jessica Black. Welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. <laughs> of course, I'm excited to be here. Um, no game to talk about, but we're going to go through like mid-season grades and things like that, so it's going to be a really fun show. And um, thank you for the title. I Absolutely. really appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, well, you definitely are. And also joining us today is, she's finally gracing us with her presence. <laughs> it's been way too long. We have Sus Money in the house. What's up, everybody? <laughs> I'm wearing my uh, tuck. Canadian, Canadian, Canadian tuxedo today. <laughs> Repping Canada, U.S. plays Canada tonight. So let's go, girls. Love it, love it. And of course, our last host, but definitely not least, is Angel City's own fashionista herself, who puts everybody else's shoe game to shame. It's the amazing Sarah Gordon. Welcome. Hey, guys. And I have my favorite sneakers on today. So I know we're going to be talking about style in a little bit. Drip, drip. Love it, love it. <laughs> Happy to be here today to talk about what uh, we're going to talk about today, which is not a game. but Yeah, and make sure you comment and leave questions in the chat because we are so excited to answer them. So leave those there. <laughs> make sure you guys like this video and subscribe to the channel. Obviously, this channel is nothing without you guys. It costs absolutely nothing to subscribe to the channel. So make sure you guys just click that button. And yeah, so you never miss another show. Ring that bell. And also, the world has been waiting for the Cess Money shirts. <laughs> and they are here. I know you're all excited. Woo! You guys can get it at breakingtea.com, hashtag Cess Money's in the house. I'm a little upset that I don't get to wear one on this show and just help support what you've got going on. But Aww. I love them. They're amazing. And they will no doubt sell out, I'm sure. They're Thank you. fantastic. All right, well, let's get into it. Um, unfortunately, COVID postponed Angel City's match against North Carolina Courage to September 14th, so we don't have any immediate soccer to talk about. Therefore, that is the subject of this week's hashtag trending. All right, guys, uh, what are your thoughts on this whole situation? Um, I know. It would have been really, really nice to have this game. I think we had, I think you mentioned some really good momentum going into that. How do you think that affects us going forward at this point, having to take this game and move it to the middle of September? I mean, we were talking about it earlier. You showed me the schedule. We're going to have a very compact schedule going into September. And so, you know, I do think it, with the team playing so well in the last game and us getting that that win that was so exciting at home it, it does feel like it's a little bit of a loss of momentum there and then now we're going to be going into that busy schedule and teams will have their players back and so it does kind of seem like an opportunity loss but ultimately like every single team i do think is going to be dealing with somewhat what somewhat of a busy schedule so we'll just have to see how the chips fall but i do think that i would have preferred to just play to have been able to play the game when it was originally scheduled. Yeah, I think another thing that we kind of talked about was the fact that 
North Carolina Courage game would have been the one where Tyler Lucy would have had her red card, obviously, and so she wouldn't have been playing. Um, and now that's going to be pushed to the OL Rain game. Do you guys have any thoughts on how you would have rather have seen that played out? Do you prefer that they would have gotten it against that? I know her and Rapino matched up really well whenever mm -hmm. they played, and we're not going to get to see that, unfortunately. Well, I think that um, it's at least at that point, we will have our international players back. So we will have Vanessa back, so we can have someone slot into outside back and Vanessa back uh, centrally. So I think it actually will work out okay. Whereas if it were the North Carolina game, you know, obviously with the with the FIFA break and everything going on, um, it would have been a little bit more difficult to replace her. But honestly, like I feel like I say this every show, this team has been through so much adversity with injuries, with COVID, with international players um, at camp. So I think it's a good way to end going into the midway um, break just because they're coming off such an important win against San Diego. That's the rival. That was one of the big goals of the season. So I think, you know, they ended on a high note, and that's a good way to go into break. Yeah, and Gerardo actually took the words right out of my mouth. I mean, you said the, Jess talked about the momentum, but also this extra time you know COVID injuries all that so a little bit of extra time just to kind of recuperate get ready for this tough schedule that they have coming up and to finish the rest of the season strong yeah I mean those are all great points I think um, we are gonna have I think it was something like five games in a week mm -hmm. it's, it's gonna be crazy or, or yeah. like 10 days but you're right we're gonna have people back um, we're going to have people that can kind of sub in and sub out and actually fill those positions. So if they are getting fatigued and there is a lot on their legs, then hopefully we're going to be able to take that and, um, and sub them out because we do feel like we're getting a little deeper on our roster, I think, compared to how we were at the beginning mm -hmm. of the season. But I guess all in all, it's just how you <coughs> kind of look at it. I mean, it's, it's great that they get to rest. Again, the momentum would have been nice to have going into it because I think they were probably riding a pretty big mm -hmm. wave of you know, feeling great about it. So I don't know. I guess we'll just have to wait and see uh, yeah. how that's going to all play out. The, you know, the other thing that you were talking about in terms of like depth, one of the best things that's happened since the international or the international break is seeing players that we hadn't really seen before kind of jump in. Um, and so, like you said, the team does feel a little bit deeper. So going into this busy schedule in September, we will be able to sub, like you said. Mm -hmm. So I am kind of excited about that to see when Freya Coombe maybe feels like she has more players to work with. How does she rotate? You know, yeah. how does she make sure that she keeps people fresh? How does she make sure that she rests certain players and also gets them the, the opportunity to, you know, maybe show their stuff? So I do think that we're in a good position, a healthier position going into a busy yeah. schedule where we weren't there before. So, you know, I think we'll be fine. I think ultimately when you look at the schedule sometimes because it's so compact, you're like, how is this going to work out? These girls are fit. Yeah. You know, they're ready to go. They're professional athletes. They'll, they'll get through it. Sounds good to me. Yeah, I mean, you took the words right out of my mouth. I mean, we have new players coming in, and so I think it's just a chance for them to get that, keep building that team chemistry, like in practice, and then come out, you know, with a bang. This, you know, August is going to be a very competitive month, um, playing against some great teams, and it's just going to be exciting. So, yeah. All right. Well, I agree with all that. Although I do have to uh, shout out Chris Lafferty and your. Uh, Word on the street is the last game was postponed to avoid Nina's grading, not because of COVID. <laughs> Come on now. She's not even here to defend herself. <laughs> Nina, what you got? We love you, Nina. We miss you. And we miss you, Megan, also mm -hmm. in the chat. So, Okay, guys, we are halfway through the season, as we said. But let's talk about what stuck, up, stuck out to us up to this point. Amanda, let's start with you. 
You know, I think one of the things that stuck out to me the most is just how ready LA was for a women's team. They have shown up and shown out to every game so far this season, selling out the stadium and just really coming through and saying, you know, this is something we wanted and they're proving that it's exactly the direction that we needed to go when it came to women's soccer. And and I, I love seeing those numbers. I mean, 22,000 fans showing up for a women's game. I mean, they certainly are ready. <coughs> and if you live in LA and you know how LA sports work, you know it is very hard uh, to be a team in LA because fandom, you know, you lose a couple games, uh, they may just take their, uh, pack up their suitcase and move on somewhere else. But no, they've stuck in there from the beginning. Our fans and our supporters are amazing. And again, they've shown that this is exactly what was supposed to happen. And I'm so happy to see those stands full. <laughs> yeah, just piggybacking off of what you were, you were just saying, I think the one thing that stood out to me is that being an expansion team is really, really hard. Um, I think when I originally looked at the roster and I saw the names on there, you know, Kristen Press, um, Tyler Lucy, Sarah Gordon, you know, I'm thinking this team is going to be insane. They're going to get out there a couple, two weeks or so, and they're just going to click together and we're just going to be top of the table. And um, it hasn't really worked out that way. And it's not because there's, you know, a lack of quality. It's just the team has been through so much COVID injuries, not having a deep squad. And then when you look at the rest of the teams out there, you see like teams like the Washington Spirit that have been together for a while, Oil Rain, been together for a while. We don't really have that. Like we haven't really gotten that that gel together. And also Freya Coom, new coach, new team, all that kind of stuff. So I do think my expectations were a little bit lofty for an expansion team. And after learning a little bit more about what it takes to be an expansion team, my expectations were definitely brought down. But I do think that with those new expectations, I can say that Angel City are maybe exceeding even those because I mean, look where we're sitting in the table. We've won quite a bit of games. We've been a really tough opponent to beat, and they've come through so much adversity and done really well for themselves. So for me, difficult to be an expansion team. My expectations are definitely adjusted, but ultimately I'm really proud of this team and I'm excited to see where they go in the future. Yeah, and just uh, going off of that, I've been a part of two expansion teams and it isn't easy. And you, you have to remember that a lot of these players didn't get a lot of minutes from their other teams. So it's just all finding the right pieces to the puzzle that fit. And so I'm gonna spin it a little bit and just talk about the versatility. You have so many players coming in and stepping up and playing positions and out of positions that they've never played before. Um, you know, you have Lucy, you have Jasmine, you know, playing outside back, and Sarah, Sarah can attest to this, is, n is not an easy position right. to play and having players just step in. I mean, you even see some of the games where you had Danny, you had June, you said you, you, the whole team is basically coming to the back line there. And I think that's pretty impressive. I mean, just a testament to this team that like they're coachable, they're versatile, they're, and someone said in the group chat, the tenacity of this team is what really sticks out to me. I mean, they never give up until the final whistle. And to me, that is a team I'm always gonna cheer for. Yeah, what sticks out to me, and I'm not just saying this because I'm injured, but it's things change really fast. I like, like you said, Jess, going into the year, I think Freya and all of us kind of had a different idea of the way we would be playing, the formation, who would be playing, but things have changed. And I think the team has done an incredible job of just staying steadfast on the right path. Um, obviously, there's good games, there's bad games, but like keeping the same tone and, and sticking together is really important. And Amanda, like you said, having 22,000 fans almost at every game, you know, 18,000 and 20,000 between there, um, it changes the game. And that has been the most amazing part for me to see, for sure. Yeah, they've definitely been our 12th man out there on the field that has probably helped get them through some rough times. And yeah, I'm so excited for them. And again, just halfway through the season. I mean, can you believe it? And I think we have some really good things in the pipeline with this team.
But before we really go to school in Angel City with our mid-season grades, let's take a look at another episode of Class of 22. This week, we posed a question this panel knows a lot about. Uh, it's fashion. So, Angel City players, which teammate has the best style? Mm. I said this before, Stephanie. Yeah, I like her vibes. I'm gonna say Allison Swaby. Every day she rocks up in a cute outfit. It's not even just game day, it's like every day. Probably Allison or Simone. Sarah Gordon. Sarah. Sarah. I guess probably Sarah Gordon again. I don't know. <laughs> Simone Charlie. So Simone Charlie came to a red carpet event in a gorgeous green dress that she got from Amazon. And if she can pull that off, I have to give her the prize for the best style. Who am I? Who am I? I don't know. Oh. I don't know. Is it me? Is it me? Maybe. She knows it's her. <laughs> I mean, come on. The shoe drip is my favorite thing about you. Well, there's yeah. other things. I love you. <laughs> thirsty for some. Did you think there. you were gonna get more votes or? No, you know, you, it, it's a new group of people. You never know what to expect. But I was, I was thirsty for the votes. <laughs> Look at that. Okay, you see these? Oh, always bringing the drip. I love it. Although I do need to say, don't clown on Amazon fashion. I have a lot of things from Amazon, from shoes to swimsuits. To, and everything is great, and it gets there in like a day. So mm -hmm. I, I uh, have no problem with that. <laughs> uh, but yes, I would definitely <coughs> vote you the uh, most fashionable of everybody. Thank you. I feel like you have to say that the because I'm sitting is, here. No. Who's the most fashionable on Angel's? Wear boots. Oh, girl, you got the connection. You going. You might. You you might get the W today. You know, okay. I have I been stepping it up. You know, so I'm going into the final half of the season on fire. <laughs> the color. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh well. All right. Well, thank you everyone for. Oh, is it time to go? Wait, we no, can't wait. go what are we before. Doing? <laughs> We're going to Sarah. Guys, halfway through the year means <laughs> midterms. Time for some grades. Obviously, I cannot grade my teammates. That'd be so. Just in wrong of me to do. So <laughs> let's grade by position, starting with the goalkeepers, um, all three goalkeepers. Let's see who we have here. And you guys give them a grade, and we'll we'll see what we got. So we have Maya, Brittany, and Didi. Obviously, we're really grading Didi because she's been in goal every single game. Um, yeah, let's see what you guys got for her. Okay. Are you ready? Oh, three, two, one. See, we got. Oh, I put the wrong. Oh I my gosh. We have an A minus from Amanda. You got it. An and a 97. And you got it incomplete. You got it incomplete. So, that wasn't very good at school. Just kidding, I was. Okay, so okay. all A's. All A's. What went, what went into your grade then? Oh, I mean, I mean, what can you say, Dee Dee? I mean, obviously, she's like the backbone of. Um, this team, um, she's been absolutely incredible. Some of those saves, I'm just, I don't know how people are like our, goalkeeper, our goalkeepers. I give a lot of credit to goalkeepers, right. but she's been incredible back there. She's such a leader, you can tell on the field. And um, yeah, she definitely gets an A in my book. She's really, she's really held down this back line, so. Yeah, I mean, I think um, earlier on in like the Challenge Cup, there was, you know, some, not questions around her, but the defense was getting peppered. You know, let's keep it real. So she was conceding a lot of goals. And I think that that, you know, it was something that she was probably a little bit worried about. And then going into the regular season, you've just seen her kind of blossom and she's so um, reliable back there. She makes a lot of really good saves, not like just camera saves, but like just really, really solid saves. 
I feel really confident with her back there. And her distribution is also pretty good as well. And she just seems like a really calm, cool, collected character back there. So for me, I have nothing to complain about. She's the undisputed number one goalkeeper. And, you know, I don't think anybody can say anything different. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, anytime you make the top 10 highlights on ESPN for one of your saves, I think it's hard to give you anything other than an A grade, or at least in that tier. And yeah, I think she's been such a pillar for this team. She's really held them together. Um, and I, yeah, I think I, I've said this from the beginning, you know, she, she's got that position on lock. I really do, I think so. So I know we have some uh, goalkeepers coming in possibly at the latter part of the season, and I think she's definitely giving them for a run of their money. And yes, she is amazing back there. I had an A minus just because, you know, we can all improve a little bit. You know, no one's perfect, so but A minus. I agree, she gets an A, I will say that easily. Um, and I, I, something I love, and we've talked about it before, is her growth mentally and just leading uh, the team from the back, just seeing the way that she's grown is tremendous, so A from me as and well. And you know, Sarah, because being a center back, you need to have somebody behind you constantly just leading you and guiding you and, and just being in your, your your ear, telling you what to do, yeah. where to shift, where to go, what to do, and so that is why she gets an yeah. A most definitely, and she's just been so consistent, so. And, and people don't understand, like, at the beginning when we were letting in a lot of goals, that affects someone mentally, yeah. but you have to be a leader, you have to be loud, you have to talk to your team from the goalkeeper position, so to be able to really continue to grow into that has been great to see. Yeah. Okay, but we are moving on to defenders. Okay. Okay. I won't um, we time. have Madison, Vanessa, Paige, Allison, Allie, and Megan Reed. And honorable mention, Jazzy, but she's not there right now. Oh, I say she's there, but yeah, all right, yeah, guys. Yeah. What are you guys? What are you guys giving? Giving the uh, defenders three, two, one. Okay. Let's see. We got bees all around. Look how pretty my bee is. Lauren, we'll start with you. Why? Why? Why a bee? You know, I think the defense always gets a, a bad rap. You know, it's it's hard being a defender, right? All everything is blamed on you. All the mistakes, anything that happens, it gets blamed on you. This team is versatile. They're they're you know they've been doing a really great job. I mean, there's been a lot of moving parts in that back line, and it's very very difficult, as you guys know, like as defenders, when you have all these different players coming in and out, it's hard to get that consistency and that gel. So I mean, you've had a lot of. Um, forwards coming back and playing outside back, as I said, it, it's hard to play the people who haven't been in that position before. Obviously, they've done a, a tremendous job. So I will give a B because, you know, they still need a little bit of time. And, you know, we are missing some pieces <clears throat> to my left here. But <laughs> the back line that has been in and out, all the different players that have been coming in and out, I'm very impressed. Um, I know there's great leadership out there. So great work, ladies. Yeah, with so much chopping and changing, like you would think that the defense would have suffered in terms of like the goals that they've been given up. Kind of like I was saying with, with Didi uh, in the Challenge Cup, it was challenging. They really struggled. And then moving into the season, things became a lot more solid. Gilles, to me, was always kind of like the, one of the best players on the team. Listening to Megan Reed's story and then her coming to Angel City and then becoming like that um, partner with Gilles, I think it's perfect. But even when other players have stepped in, um, Hammond has stepped in there as well. Um, there's been several different players that have played those positions, but I've never really felt like we just fell apart. I do feel like there's always kind of be, been that solidity. And then when you have players that are playing, you know, in fullback positions that haven't played there before, it's it's it, it's actually 
crazy how good we've been defensively considering all of those things. So um, I would say a solid B, you know, obviously it could get better. I do think there's times where we play against maybe some of the more trickier forwards where we just kind of don't have that solidity. But ultimately, like for such a new team and all the changes, um, I couldn't ask for more. Yeah, I agree. And for me, numbers <coughs> don't lie. If you look at the table and you look at our goals allowed, I think it's at 11 right now. And that's actually the third best on the table, meaning we've given up the third least amount of goals. And it's still pretty close with the top of the table. So that's a testament to both our defenders and our and our goalie, of course. And I think we've come a long way from the Challenge Cup in the beginning um, when we were having a lot of problems clearing the ball and getting it out of the box. And we've really done a lot of uh, good things since then, like you've all mentioned time and time again, is just the versatility of this group being able to step into roles that they may not normally do. Someone like Tyler Lucy coming into that defensive position that, you know, she wasn't she wasn't used to it. But, you know, it did it did make a big difference. And we really I think I was looking at it and besides the Portland game, um, all the games have really, we've only only given up one goal to our, um, as far as from a defensive standpoint. One of them was, uh, a, we gave up two goals, but that was because of a PK. So I don't put that on the defense. But every other game from that, we only gave up one goal. And that's really huge. Um, I think when we get into our other assessments, we'll, we'll find out what maybe the missing piece kind of was and, and why we are where we are. But our defense definitely has stepped up and has done some really great things. And I'm excited to see what we do with all of our pieces in there you being one of them as well. Well, I agree with you guys. It's crazy. Obviously, we keep talking about the adversity the team has been through, but the back line has really taken a lot of shots. And that's like the core group that you need. You don't sub them that much. You really want them to get to know each other. You need to be organized. And I just, I really applaud, you know, all the different, the def different defenders that have come in and stepped up. And it's not always the most organized or pretty, but they, they typically find a way to try and keep the ball in the net, which is great. Um, but yeah, it's time to move on to the midfielders. Ooh. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. The midfielders, Hope, Carrie, Danny, uh, Sav, Katie, Steph, Clarice, Lily, and Miri Taylor. And what kind of grades do we have for the midfielders? You're still writing. Ready? Oh no. <laughs> Okay, let's see. We got B minus. Oh, I didn't. Minus, I didn't cheat. I and promise. B. Amanda, <laughs> okay. let's start with you. B minus. What's B up minus. with that? You know, I think our midfield has been really good. I do, absolutely. I think they've come a long way. We've had a lot of people circulate out through that position, and they have really been the glue to kind of yeah. hold that team together in the middle, um, especially with a defense that's figuring themselves out and a forward position that hasn't quite figured themselves out or at least is in the process of doing so. But I think they've done a lot of great things. I mean, I think Clarice has done amazing. Um, I love watching Danny. She's so good on the ball and is always aware of what's going on and where to be. Um, the fact that our leading goal scorer is a midfielder and Savannah McCaskill. I mean, they're doing some great things in the midfield. And I think if there were a little more cohesiveness with, you know, the forwards and the defenders, this team would be, I mean, unstoppable. Um, but they're still figuring things out. But I do, I've seen some really brilliant things happen in the midfield. And I think it's only getting better. And again, there's a lot of people that can step into those positions. So there's a, a lot of decisions to be made by Freya on who's going to step in there and, and fill those slots because we have a lot of people stepping up and uh, they're all uh, doing some pretty, pretty great things, I think. But there's definitely room for improvement and that's why it's a B minus. Always can improve, of course. Um, you, yeah. th you felt the same way, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I think that 
For the most part, um, Recaro and Weatherholt have been operating kind of like within their capacity. I do think that they're two players where they're, they're quite different, but they do gel really well together. And when they did play together, we were stronger in midfield, especially defensively. Defensively sitting in front of the back line, that's where they really shone. I do think where maybe they lack, and maybe this is just coming from maybe they don't have, this is not a part of their job in the system that they're playing, but we really lack third, um, usually third man running, but third woman running into the box. There's no really goals coming from midfield. There's not that ingenuity, creativity that we maybe need. There's no box to boxness. It's very like, it's kind of a little bit um, rigid in the way that we play. And I think organization is great, but you need fluidity throughout your midfield. McCaskill has played the number 10 role and has done well, but it just always kind of seems like there might be a piece missing. So that's not necessarily maybe their their problem maybe we're missing a certain person but ultimately i do think that there is a level for those players to go up and so a b minus felt the most natural for me to to put because obviously it's your engine room it's the most important thing and i do think where we've been strong right in front of our defense when we get to the edge of the opposition's box we're not quite as dangerous as we probably should be so that's where the b minus comes I mean, I don't really have much to add because what you guys said is pretty much how I feel. The the creativity, um, you know, there is, what I love about them is they're always hustling, but I need to see more creativity. But you are starting to see them, you know, interchange more on the wings and stuff like McCaskill. She's really getting in there a little bit more. I'd like to see even more. As we said, we talked about this a lot, like getting in, you know, in behind or <clears throat> a little bit more interchanging with the forwards. Um, but they're exactly, they've been more on the more defensive side, you know, Ricaro and Weatherholt, I mean, like, they're workhorses, Endo, yeah. they're workhorses, right? So, and I don't know if maybe it's just the system we're playing or if we need to change that, but um, for me, you know, I gave them a B, but everyone's agreeing with you guys with the B minus. Um, but <laughs> that's just how I feel. I was like, but I, you know, I just, I love the, the work ethic of them, but we are lacking that, that little bit of that creativity for me, and that's just why I gave them a B. I mean, if McCaskill's not there, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to figure out where we're going to get, how we're going to get the yeah. ball to the attackers. Um, and that's just something yeah. that they have to work out. If you're going to have a workhorse type midfield, mm -hmm. then they need to be able to get it to the, the forwards quicker. You know, it's yeah. not always about dribbling through everybody, but I just feel like there's just a lack of something there that could be brought out by an additional player coming in yeah. or the players have to change their roles. But against your point, McCaskill was not there last game. She was out with an injury and yeah. they still found a way to get it done and win the game. Mm -hmm. But we're moving on to our last line, which is attackers, forwards. Y'all, what are your ratings for our for our forwards? We have Simone, we have Kristen Press, we have June, Jazz, kind of. Uh, we have Sid, Tyler, and Claire. And I see she knows football in the chat. He said, Five, four, and two, or sorry, it might be a she. She or he <laughs> said five, four, and two with a minus one goal difference. We just need more goals. So, with that being said, what are what are our ratings for uh. our attackers? Oh, I'm always I'm so bad at grades. <laughs> Lower I'm sorry. With a B minus. Ooh, a C and a C. Why are we? <laughs> Jess, I know. I'm not cheating. Off, I promise. Although, yeah. Why um, the C and the needs improvement? That's like when a teacher writes like at the bottom. Yeah, because I just feel like okay, let's. It, it's it's. Let's not talk around it. We don't score enough goals, like period. And I do think it has something, Some there's a little bit of a disconnect between the midfield and the attack, so it's not all them. 
But when we've been in opportunities in the box to put the ball in, in the back of the net, we just haven't done it. And so there's been plenty of games where we probably could have gotten two, maybe three goals, and we just haven't gotten it. And so beyond the game against Louisville, where I thought attacking-wise we were pretty good in the game against San Diego, our most recent game, I do think we've been kind of like a one goal type of team right. so you know if they scored a goal we weren't getting the three points and mm -hmm. that's just a dangerous way to live and I look at some of the attackers that we have June McCaskill Kristen Press when she was playing now Sydney LaRue um, we should be doing better you know I just think that there's a, just enough quality there to to get the more goals in the back of the net so it's something that definitely needs to be improved upon when you see some of the better teams in the league they're getting three yeah goals you know they're they're putting their chances away we need to do the same thing so with the quality that we have like i wouldn't be giving them a c if i didn't think they can do better but at least they recognize and they were making improvements bringing in yep. larue making, mm -hmm. you know bringing in claire um so i think we're on the right path and just as we keep saying making sure they keep gelling and working together and then having you know the 10 coming in right. being a little bit more creative up there and it's going to come. I think we're going to be very surprised um, this, you know, this final half of the season, and it's going to be it's going to be good. Got yeah. a lot of faith. Yeah. I mean, I gave a C for all the reasons that you both said, and again, specifically going back to the numbers, we have ten goals uh, for, meaning that's how many we've scored. We've only scored ten, and if you look at the table, that's at the very bottom. That's number I think third from the bottom on how many goals we've scored. So. There's definitely you know, some work that needs to be done when it comes to that. We should be scoring more, but like you've said, we've brought in some new players. We've, we've kind of shifted, um, and we're gonna get some back. And I think that if we do this again at the end of the season, I think our grades will definitely improve. I still think we're missing that hold-up player up top, <laughs> like really needs to hold the ball up. You know, I really like Sid more on the wing. I think that's where she shines. I mean, I know we brought her in for the nine, but. I just, for me, I think we're missing that that force in the air up top. But I love the Sid signing because I do yeah. think she brings something a little bit different than the rest of the attackers. She is one of the grittiest attackers mm -hmm. that I've seen in the league or played against in the league. Um, so it's great to have her yeah. on our side, I think. And I'm excited to see more of what Claire will do. I think, you know, we just brought a new player, so yeah. we really have to see. Sydney LaRue fits this team so well because something that everybody's kind of been saying in the chat is we are a really gritty team. Angel City is to me, one of the more difficult teams to play against. And when you look at the goal differential, what you can see is that our defensive, we're defensively as a unit, we are difficult to play against. Now, if you can find players up top that can kind of have that same um, grittiness about them, I think it just works. I thought Sydney LaRue looked sharp, you know, in her first, like her first start. It wasn't, she didn't get a goal, but she was up there causing havoc. So hopefully her and Emsley can really add that finishing yeah. touch. Um, it'd be interesting to see what frontline Freya Kuhn goes with in the next game. She's gonna have more players available and I, I wanna see if she's gonna kind of get away from playing the fullbacks or playing forwards in the fullback position and start putting pushing them forward. Cause if you're gonna want more goals, you're probably gonna need more attackers involved. I would love to see Tyler Lucy up top, you know, I just want to see our attackers in the attacking position. Mm -hmm. It's not a bad problem to have to wonder which forward you're going to put up top. And yeah, yeah I do. I, I, I liked what I saw with LaRue. I thought she was uh, really dynamic on the ball. She was very fast out on the wing and I'm excited. Like I said, I think they are in the right direction. I've said this with our puzzle pieces. I think they're finally out there on the table. It's just a matter of figuring out where they go to kind of complete this picture. And I think we're getting there. And I, I think everybody's assessment has been spot 
spot on. I think we know where our strengths are, and I think we know where our weaknesses are. And again, goals win games. So let's. Yes, uh, I yes. hope we can see a few more of those in our future. And defense wins championships. Yes, there you go. Just let Suffolk the love. Come on. All right, we're going into our chat. Do we have any questions that we maybe missed at all in here? I don't think so. Guys, if you um, go ahead and send in your questions now, we're going to get into the question section. But I do have a question just to kind of start us off. Um, when everybody's fit, who is our front three? Mm. Like everyone? Like we when have press <coughs> back? Yeah. Oh. Who do you guys think? I'm going to say press yeah. is one of them. Yeah. Press LaRue. <laughs> yep. Who's the third then? Or actually, who's your front four? Because that would add yeah. that additional, who's the number 10 for you? Mm -hmm. Do we have a 10? And yeah. what's the formation? I mean, these are, this is why I do questions. feel like going into next season is going to be really interesting if we for can sure. keep press and have LaRue. Then you start to see we're cooking. Like, mm -hmm. we're looking like a completely different question to the opposition. But, you know, I'm looking probably at, like, Kristen Press, Sydney LaRue in June, and McCaskill. Like, that would be our strongest. But then you have Lucy and you have yeah. Simone Charlie. We start mm -hmm. to really um, build that. Yeah. And you got Taylor, too. I yeah, feel we... like we never really talk about her too mm -hmm. much, but I actually, like, I think she works so hard. I would like to see more of her. I want to see more right. of her. Yeah. But if we're talking about the front thing we think is going to be healthiest, yes, I agree. So. <laughs> we have a lot of them that when they're healthy, I think we would be a very, very threatening force up top. And, yeah. again, I'm just ready for this to all start clicking for them because it's going to be a fun team to watch when that does start happening. Onina oh, asked a really good question. Um, this would be interesting to hear what Lauren has to mm. say. Score <laughs> predictions for tonight's U.S. versus Canada game. Lauren. Let's just take it back to the Olympics. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. No, um, I think this is this is kind of a little bit of my my topic, you know, later on here, my stoppage time. But, um, I mean, Canada, hello. I always got to rock the, the lead. That's not a score. Oh, score prediction. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just said they're going to win. I don't know the question. Oh, my goodness. Two to one. Two to one. Okay. Yes. Okay. I like it. I like what it. What about you guys? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to go with, um, I'm actually, strangely, this is going to sound bad, but I'm actually going to agree with Lauren. I think that um, Canada are a lot better than people give them credit for. And I think this is going to be the first true test for the U.S., this new kind of group. And um, we'll see how they handle it. But I think Canada is super underrated for some reason. It makes no sense because they have so many good players in the team. I'm going to go with a Canada win, actually. Can we hear that one more time? I'm going to Canada win. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, like, um, I like Brian's question, actually. Let's move on with uh, five games in 14 days. Late in September, who from the bench do you think is going to step up the most? Because we're going to have to probably definitely change up our lineups a little to give some rest mm -hmm. to those that are going to be uh, putting in a lot of work. Um, who do you think is going to come off the bench and step up the most? Uh, question. I mean, it's uh, – I don't know, you know, because I don't know who's going to be on the bench. Yeah. We start. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> it's such a – I think it'll be a really good time, though, for the rookies to yeah. either start a game yeah. or come into a game and really be game changers. Mm -hmm. And that's really, like, the part of the season where rookies get a lot of minutes and experience um, and get called upon. So that'll be fun to watch. Yeah. I think Lily. I like yeah. Lily. Yeah. Lily Hayes. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 just, I just like her a lot. But um, defensively, um, 
I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I don't know who's. I mean, Jill's will be back, right? Correct. Um, so I don't know what the that lineup's gonna look like. You know, right. Paige has been stepping up to the plate and playing well. Reed has been a has been. What is it? Sorry for all these. Oh, Brian, you you're good. We love we love the questions. Um, but yeah, Paige has been probably for me the standout player that wasn't like initially mm -hmm. starting. Like like we were talking about off air, like. She kind of struggled against Jess McDonald to get in, in the Louisville game. And then as the games kind of wore on, she started to look better and better and better. And so for me, she's somebody who could really kind of like maybe push for one of those fullback positions or a center back position. And she could probably unlock, you know, us being able to take some of our forwards out of that back line and push them forward. I'm like desperate for that, you guys. Like I just need to see And she's it. also an, a natural center back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But she yeah. is also getting pulled to the outside back. But yeah, I think she's definitely going to be an impact player. Let's. Okay. I, I'm excited to see Hammond too. I really like yeah. Hammond. I really liked what I saw in the Challenge Cup um, whenever she played. So anytime she gets in the game, it's kind of fun to watch. So I think we could see her a little more in rotation when it comes to you know helping out during that long stretch of games as well. Yeah. So. so let's take Carlos's question. Greatest positive impact ACFC delivers to women's soccer worldwide? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, they've done Carlos, a lot. Question. Yeah, right. I know, right? getting hot in here. <laughs> uh, I think they've done a lot of great things. I think even outside of the mm -hmm. pitch, just kind of their philanthropy and what they're doing uh, from a standpoint of um, just getting involved with so many organizations to really put women front and center, mm -hmm. a lot of the women-owned businesses that they're backing. And I think they've just done a great job like within the community, becoming involved, and just making everybody that's part of ACFC just really feel like one big family. Yeah. And it's a testament to just how many people show up, as I said in the beginning, to all these games. They want to be a part of this family because they're clearly doing something right and they're just so involved in so many things. And um, I think a lot of organizations are probably looking at that, other teams, mm -hmm. and probably taking notes, um, you know, current ones and maybe future franchises as well. A lot of them need a lot of help and a lot of work. Yeah. So <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty great to see what ACFC has done. They make it such a family, all the investors and everybody being out there, getting all the celebrities, everybody coming out to games and supporting is 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 really special. I mean, I've been on a few teams and this is by far, I mean, I'm not on this team, but <laughs> by far. That is well the be. Best, the best <laughs> team. You're not? Yeah, camaraderie and family-esque atmosphere, environments that up. no wonder why so yeah. many players want to come yeah. play here, so. I agree with yeah. you. I mean, obviously, being from Chicago, you've played for a bunch of different teams in the league. It's just night and day with everything yeah. mm -hmm. from what goes on inside the organization to being at games to being treated like professionals. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that it just inspires others to do the same uh, for their female athletes. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. The Just all the, the women up front and center, like that's just a big thing for me, like just seeing all the um, women investors and, and owners come out and be on the field and be just so involved, like yeah. Glennon Doyle and uh, Jennifer Garner being really like hands-on and just seeing the visibility and just something I've never really seen before. Yeah. So I just think it's, it's important from the girls that are actually out there on the pitch being, like you said, treated like professionals to the people that are owning it being visible figures, women figures out there to show you that no matter what, how you want to be involved in sports, there's a place for you. Um, there, so yeah. Those yeah. orange slices at halftime. Right? I was feeling that. I, I love that. that. I was like, yeah. That was pretty amazing. that energy all the time. Yes. I like that. Well, they're definitely doing something right there. Um, but thank you, everyone, for your questions. We have to get to stoppage time. So, Lauren, you're right. up first. first. You are. All right, my stoppage time. 
you know, I'm obviously Canada all the way through, but US needs to get it together. <laughs> they need to get it together. Um, so let's just talk about how the rest of the world is catching up, the rest of the countries. I mean, we're watching the Euros right now. Euros have been spectacular. I have been like glued to the TV watching all of these games. You know, England, Germany, um, you have France. Who am I missing? I've, there's been so, who am I missing? I'm missing. You said Spain? Oh, Sweden, Sweden. I Portugal. love watching Sweden. And you know, Spain, they had a few injuries, but the, the rest of the world, Iceland has had a great showing as well. Um, and so also we've been watching the CONCACAF um, World Cup qualifying as well. So we have the US-Canada game tonight, the final. Um, they already, both teams are already going through, but um, you know, US is sitting at number one in the world right now, but it is gonna be amazing next year watching this World Cup because just watching how much these teams have grown and the style of play, tactically, technically, everything, it's just, it's so, it's beautiful. I'm sorry, it's beautiful, it is so fun. I get so excited to watch <laughs> it. So, um, I don't know, right now, Sweden is my favorite team to watch. I don't know but you I got you guys. A, every team in the entire world over Canada. Okay, besides Canada. <laughs> Canada will always be number one. But tonight will be a great showdown, 7 p.m. Um, Pacific time, if you guys all want to tune into the final. Um, so it's always a good game between these two. So, and I know we have some questions about that. The X Factor for the U.S. Women's National Team tonight. I have to, I have to get, I have to say this because I've really been enjoying watching Sophia Smith mm -hmm. play. She is incredible. And Mal Pugh, she has really stepped it up. Um, so yeah, there we go. That's all I got to say. Okay, I'm gonna make mine short and sweet, but it's obviously SB's week in LA, and NWSL Player of the Year is one of the awards, but unfortunately, they didn't invite any of the nominees for that award to the event, and it's just kind of disappointing. You know, we see everything that our club here in LA, Angel City, is doing, and it's really promising and exciting, and we just hope that, you know, and organizations like ESPN can step up and do a little bit more to promote the game and to promote women's sports. I know it's not the only category where nominees weren't invited as far as uh, female athletes go. So we just want a little bit more out of them, okay? Yes. A little. <laughs> it's not too much to ask. Not too much. No. All right. So mine is going to be about the fact that the NWSL commissioner came out and said that they were going to consider reproductive rights whenever it comes to establishing future franchise teams. And what that basically means is they don't want to put their players, their employees, their coaches, their staff in states where maybe reproductive rights might be in question. And I have to tip my hat to them for them saying, you know, like we don't want to put people at risk. As someone who's in healthcare and who has been a part of procedures that have saved lives, um, to say that they might not have access to that wherever they're living as far as that state, you know, I think that's just, it's just super sad. And I applaud them for stepping up and saying, you know what, if we're gonna put a franchise somewhere, we wanna put it somewhere where it's safe for everybody who's gonna live there and is gonna work there. And I love that because there's a lot of money out there to be had, you know, whenever you're having a franchise. And I'm sure the NWSL has never wanted to turn that away. But when they're placing the players' well-being and their staff's well-being above monetary value, then it just really goes to show that, you know, they do really care about who is being a part of their organization at the end of the day, or at least this is one step in that direction. Um, and they're also going to look at uh, current franchises as well. So there are a few out there that have already 
jumped on the uh, taking away reproductive rights, reproductive rights train like Texas and Florida and possibly Kentucky. So I'm curious to see where this is going to go, um, if those are going to continue on um, and what their thoughts are going to be on it. So this was a report that just came out. So there's a lot to be said and a lot to uh, continue with this conversation. Yeah, I love that. So. Um my topic time is about the Board of Governors for the NWSL have kind of spoke about and confirmed a couple of improvements or changes coming um, soon to the NWSL. One of them was that the headquarters were going to move to New York, which is great. But the two that really stuck out to me was that um, the video, video assistant referee is going to be coming in 2023, as well as investment to improve broadcast, including improving the cameras. So. When it comes to video assistant referee, like one of the reasons why um, some competitions don't have it is because it costs a lot of money, you know, in order to get the technology and also have an additional referee, um, additional, you know, um, angles and things like that, it costs money. And so um, the NWSO investing in video assistant referee is not only kind of like a, a good sign of the willingness to invest in, in the women, but also to invest in the product because, you know, all the other leagues, they're, they're using VAR and it just makes the game better. You know, if, if the MLS has it, I feel like the NWSL should have it because both games are really important. And investment in the improvement of the broadcast, like if you guys have watched the NWSL games, it's like, why is this so grainy? Why is this SD? Like, why am I not getting HD like every other sports? Like the, the, the visibility, like the improvement of the quality of the product is only gonna make things better. And that's all, the, the women deserve that. You know, these are professional women's soccer players. Like they should, we should be able to watch them in HD like everything else. So the, the um, commitment to investment, I think is really important. And so it's only gonna make a better product, which is good for them because they're gonna make more money. So it's a win-win for everybody. But yeah, I thought that those improvements are um, well overdue and I'm glad that they're finally gonna come because now I'll be able to hopefully get some better referees in there as well. Like, well, I don't I mean, know about all that. This, <laughs> this, is, this is a good step in the right direction. And so, yeah, I'm happy about it. Yeah, those are great points. I, I think we all, I think every show that we've done, we usually have something we need to say about, uh, you know, replays and VAR and refs and everything. Yeah. So it'd be nice to not have to have these conversations and just talk about the quality <coughs> football that is being put out on the pitch instead. All right. Well, a reminder that all 110 football shows are available in audio-only formats wherever you get your podcasts. Just search 110 football and you'll find Angels Wear Boots and LAFC 360. Now, on Wednesday, we have a very special live event here at XRM Studios. Adidas and 110 Football together will celebrate the release of the new World Cup Mexico kit, as well as Adidas's new boot pack. Vince and former Mexico international Mariano Trujillo will host, and I'll be taking you around the event from the fans' perspective. It will be a lot of fun, so join us here on the 110 Football YouTube channel at 7 p.m. And on Saturday, Vince and JR will be with you for another LAFC watch party. This time they'll be at Taco's Way in Canoga Park at 5.25 p.m. on LAFC and 110's YouTube channels. Now, I know this is time when we like to kind of wrap things up and conclude and say bye to everyone, but it wouldn't be the same if we didn't have a very, very special goodbye that we were gonna do and from a very, very special guest. So let's see what we had out there.
Jess, I'm so sorry I couldn't be there to host with you one last time. I want to give you the biggest hug and send you off well. I think it's so cool how we met on social media years ago, but now I get to call you a friend and a co-host. I'm wishing you all the best in London. You're going to do bigger and better, and I can't wait to root you on. So cheers to you. I don't have much left, though, because I already drank it. <laughs> Don't cry. Don't well, we're I'm gonna, gonna cry. So, it has been such an honor oh. to work alongside you. You're amazing. You've I'm taught me so, so much. Like, you don't even, look, I'm getting all emotional here. You've taught me so much. I love listening to you talk the women's game and, of course, Arsenal. That's another one. But you're just so good. You're so well-spoken. And it just, ah. Oh. I'm just gonna miss you, and I don't. I don't usually cry. Oh, so, anyways, <laughs> virtual hug for you from all of us, and I'm sure everyone out there as well. I hope that we still get to see you in some way virtually on this show, because we love you so we much. Zoomed. Oh, we yeah. love you. Oh, can, can, I, can I give a hug? We're gonna add this face to the cake. Oh, can we give you a hug? Are we allowed to get Are we allowed to hug? Talk? Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Uh, Bye, everybody. Oh, Love you. Yum. Oh, no. I really appreciate oh, it. Sorry. I broke Thank the you so much. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you again for watching Angels Wear Boots. We will see you again next week. And yeah, hope you enjoyed our show today. Thank you, everybody, for being here. You guys. Bye. We love you, too. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Bye. Follow 110 Football and subscribe to this channel.